Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, darlings. Three things. Firstly, we need to say thank you to Ali, who spent the weekend being Lindsay's best lady at his wedding. I mean, I wasn't there. Couldn't make it as I was trying to get Shootler to come down off the bungee rope we've set up for the new course. As a thank you, Lindsay's patroned us on her behalf, so that's lovely. Thank you, darling. Well done, Ali. I had a chief bridesmaid at my wedding, Big Eileen from the bowling alley, and her job was to keep miniatures of tank and packs of Benson stashed in her spanks. So my second thing is to say congratulations to Lindsay, who got married. More fool you, I'd say, personally, darling, but, you know, best of British. And thirdly, Lindsay, you really showed off by doing a half Iron Man. You didn't specify in your email whether it was the top half or the bottom half, but I'm hoping it was the bottom half, as I think it's quite a lot of running about. So well done, darling, and lots of love to the happy couple and Ali. Welcome to Nice Amber subtle Jump. bit of t- <laughs> key tapping there from me. Does that make? I hope that Seamless. makes the podcast. Of course. <laughs> Does it have you whispering? Are you ready? <laughs> have you got a script up? <laughs> and also, I accidentally put myself on mute, but I'm back. <laughs> we've, oh. had very, we've had a seamless start oh, to the yes. podcast. Lucy's in a in a foreign country. Oh yeah. So everything is um doesn't it doesn't say record. It says uh, what does it say? Recordio. Recordio. Record- <laughs> Recordio the podcastius, that's what it says. <laughs> I'm in Latin, that's what Luckily, I'm Luckily, guys, I'm still in London. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so maybe half of this podcast will make it onto the air mm. without... without yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we're good, we're good to go. <laughs> Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman. Oh! Yes, he has unveiled. <laughs> who, who the hell is this? And no Jeff idea. Thomas? What? <laughs> Since when is who was he? Did you just pick him up in the Netherlands? Yes, I did. I was bored. Um, no, so we have unveiled Mr. Newby and fabulous Febreze as you taking know, all doing, his clothes off. Taking all his clothes off, and he's run around and shouted, <laughs> "I am Jeff Thomas. I am not a number." So yes, that's who he is. I genuinely, if you'd said Jeff Thomas, I mean, obviously, I know who Jeff is. Yeah. If you'd said Jeff, I wouldn't have known who, who it was. <laughs> I didn't know that he was called Jeff Thomas. I just knew this. there was a person called Jeff. No, I met Jeff lots. But I, don't, I still to call him Mr. Newbie. I know. I do too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is exciting. Yes. 
gosh. Okay, well, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. Ben, we began the week with Ben slipping a disc, lifting Rosie out of the pool, and kicked off a shitstorm the likes of which have never been seen in these parts, apart from on Mum's Net, where they rarely talk about anything else. I mean, I can see both sides, but ultimately what I also can see is a teenage boy who has done half a nursing course feeling qualified <laughs> to comment on paediatric health. So, despite being super bright, Brad Horobin has gone the way of all Horobins and Grundies and is only allowed to move vegetation about, either with a tractor or by hand. Load the baler, unload the baler. Are you with me so far, Brad? Stop me if I'm going too fast. George is not quite the taskmaster, Oliver. He is quite the pillock. And also, George, you do not talk to your elderly landlord like that. Georgie, Oliver and Brad were heaving bales around, which resulted in them sounding like they were all severely constipated. (laughs) <laughs> La Famille Horobin has become very poverty-stricken and Dickensian. Tracy has become patient Mrs Chili Plucker, manhandling animals, Dusty Horobin is sweating away in the hayfield, and Chelsea is Miss Crimpy Hairnet, flouncing about in cheap petticoats and swearing vengeance on kindly Uncle Oliver, with evil cousin Georgie conniving away like Billio. Just wait until Oliver dies, the ramifications of his will will be like a Sunday yeah. evening bonnet drama. Things at Bridge Farm were as completely bonkers as ever. Miss Babs was back. We have to act quickly before they leave negative feedback on social media. What she meant was, bloody hell everyone's shitposting about the melty cheese. Surely with Bridge Farm's commitment to innovation, they should have seen this as an excellent opportunity to rebrand as Bridge Farm Doorstep Fondue. Mr. Trick there, one pot of boiling, hot, bubbling cheese delivered to your doorstep for those of you who fancy introducing a horrifying Swiss element into your breakfast routine. Over to Miss Babs again. We need to retain and grow our current customer base, so Tom has been overhauling our social media. No one talks like that. (laughs) Susan and Clary were instructed to have their photos taken and supply a new biography by this afternoon. I work with companies that do this sort of thing and it takes bloody months. Anyway, Susan's bio included, After my period in prison and being fired by Radio Borsetshire, I have developed a new interest in dodging bricks thrown at me by my relatives. Clary's hobbies included offal. There was a startling moment at the stables when a pig snorted. I'm not entirely sure how that happened. It could have been Shula, but I am pretty sure it was a pig. Anyway, Shula, Alice and Lillian were nattering away about the new horsey-corsey being finished. The poor horses have to go up the steps, down the slide, under the tarpaulin and over the wobbly wall. Alice can't wait to have a go. She's been missing wobbly walls since she became sober. There was a ludicrous storyline about the WI getting cross about the pizza van. Why would they care? The WI are far too busy desperately trying to find speakers and campaigning against everything everything to bother themselves with redundant chef chucking Tesco's finest pizza sprinkled with rosemary out the window of a caravan. (laughs) Susan, never one to miss an opportunity for a bit of righteous indignation, suggested bowing, scraping and then hitting the WI with a pizza. (laughs) There was a point to this whole Borchester Kitchens malarkey. It was the hilarity of Justin having his kitchen done. (laughs) I admire his optimism, saying it would be better to stay in the house while his kitchen is being done. It absolutely is not. I've done it. You start off with all good intentions, saying there's no need for us to let standards slip just because we're eating out of the microwave. Lots of salad and sushi. This is on Monday. By Wednesday, you're eating cold custard with a plastic fork off a baking tray while crying. Good luck, Justin. You're going to need it. Still, you could always order a nice piping hot breakfast fondue from Bridge Farm. Just the thing for this weather. The end. 
uh, they've got so many cottages and flats, haven't they? They could they could move into any of them. Of course they could. What's, why would you... Because he said, oh, I want to stay and keep an eye on them. So he's going to be one of those irritating buggers that goes around going, um, these are the taps we ordered, aren't oh, they? When the builder's going, yes. It's cue much hilarity. It'll oh, be um, yes. Lillian shagging one of the builders in the upstairs yes. bedroom while yes. Justin inspects the uh, plumbing, etc. Yes. Um, I was so looking forward to hearing your... Although, actually, you didn't... It wasn't as, as um, dominant in your monologue as I thought. The haymaking... The whole week was the hay... The whole... <laughs> Every two seconds. <gasps> All right. <gasps> I got it. I got Oliver. I'm just going to get this one out. <sighs> Oliver, you got any wipes? <laughs> oh, meanwhile, Oliver's just blah, 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 not doing a single... When I was a lad and oh, I oh wasn't God. doing any work then either. God, wouldn't you have shot him? I well, think I would have done. He's got, this lovely cider with, there, he's got this lovely cider with Rosie attitude. He's paying for a tele, teleporter, whatever it's called, isn't he? But, but, That's but, what yeah, he's but, doing. But at the beginning, so what, so, right, okay, so first backtrack, back, back to the beginning. Yes. At, so I quite enjoyed all the D.H. Lawrence stuff, but what, who is this, who does this hay belong to? <laughs> um, I thought Eddie and Clary didn't have any farm. They do have a hayfield, but they're also doing it for Red House Farm as well. So they're so it's nothing to do with Oliver then. No, no, no. So he's just along for the ride. Yes, and they said he just likes. Yes, he just likes helping out. So he just likes to be there to chat to the yes. young folk and reminisce yes. about the old yes. days. Yes. Okay. Well, fair enough. And it, it was I thought it was a very nice setup to have him and Brad and um, yeah. and it was a good way for us to see Yucky George yeah. in action. He really is a little toe rag, isn't he? Little shit. But we yeah. knew he was gonna be, didn't we? Yes, yeah. And you know, good so old it's totally Brad. him that nicked that money now, I'm convinced. What money? Do you remember because yeah, Alf got the blame for nicking oh, the money, they raised yeah. money for the church roof. And then Alf oh. got the blame and everyone said, oh, I reckon it was Georgie. And oh. I think it was. Oh, right. So, yeah, he is a proper mm. shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you think and devious Oliver... as well. Yeah. Because Oliver hasn't seen through him necessarily. But no. Eddie has. Eddie has. Yeah. Luckily. Yeah. That, was, that was quite good that they sort of yeah. chucked that in. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Um, Brad's just going to go to Oxford, like Phoebe, presumably. Yep. Yep. Brad done good. Yeah. But I, I I did really enjoy the, um, you know, bringing in of Gen Z this week. Yes. Did you not? Yes. Uh, I did, actually. Um, Apart from the heavy lift. But the heavy... I the, mean, <gasps> obviously, a hay bale is heavy. But also, like... Uh, right, okay. So, a telemarker, whatever. I thought, you know, well, I didn't really understand what that tele-handler. was. Telehandler. Telehandler. It's like a big forklift and it's got two prongs on the front. And the prongs stick in the the bale and lift well, just it. Call it a, off the top. Call it a bale handler then. Lucy. Okay, okay. Don't confuse me with these terms. I'm not. I don't call it anything. <laughs> I just called it a teleporter for God's sake, like it was on Doctor Who, and it sort of just magically transports things from one field to another. Bing! There you go. Done. <laughs> Although I'm secretly always a bit impressed when they throw in an agricultural term that none <laughs> of go, us know. Like, they do know actually, what they're talking about. Hey guys, yeah, this is like <laughs> fascinating. It's like you really know what you're doing. <laughs> Uh, but before that came along, were they just doing it with their hands then? Picking up a hay bale with their hands? With their bare hands? Yes. Oh, my goodness. They're so big. Well, they're just, they would, they would, they're just chucking. They chuck them and then they, they go on the lorry and then they go on the baler oh. and then the baler drives them. The baling lorry Gosh. drives them off. 
So yes. Brad has very big arms. Yes, he does. He's only about 15, Harriet. <laughs> Calm yourself, woman. <laughs> no, but I was just... I wasn't thinking about it. And then the telemaker came. And I so I thought, well, how are they doing Handler. it before then? Telemaker. Telemaker. Well, you know, Television. Oh, my God. Yeah. Television. Anyway, but I, I quite enjoyed that. I, I actually felt they could have done a week in the field. Oh I thought that would have been God. quite poetic. Yeah, I think they could have done. I always see coming like, and going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like, you know, like a sort of yeah. to mark the um, best days of his life, yeah. etc. Oliver. Yeah. To sort of do, do a, like a proper uh, pastoral. The nicest week. bit is the harvest tea when, um, when like in the fields around us. Uh, my oh yeah, Sue, in the fields around you. Yeah, in the fields around me. Well, you'd yeah. know this because you grew up in the yeah. wild. I did. Wild regions of Hampstead. Never um, saw a telemaker. No. Uh, um, so she drives around uh, at a, at four o'clock and she has a big wicker basket in the back with uh, sandwiches and um, a cake maybe and flasks and water and she goes around and goes to all the fields where they're bailing and drops off I've actually tea been for on, them. I've actually been on one of those teas. Yeah, it's nice. You've actually just brought back a lovely, very yeah. idyllic memory of it. The and only yeah, it the really bad nice. thing is that is the the haste double that that that. Uh, oh, that, it really itches. Yes, it? Yeah. it hurts. Yeah, when you're wearing your little start right sandals. <laughs> ow, if you ow! If you don't, if you don't shave it off, it can give you terrible rash. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I know. No, no, and actually, there is something I love seeing hay bales. Mm. There is something really well, because it hasn't changed. It's, yes. It hasn't absolutely has not changed apart but, from the old telly handler with the yeah, crazed adolescent yeah, at the wheel. Yes. Yeah. But that's why I thought actually, because because if they were they, it was sweet that they went down that. I thought it was a nice. I thought it was nice to put Oliver. I mean, you know, but I don't know. But maybe a bit hammy. But I, 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 I actually thought maybe a whole week in the hayfields would have been quite fun. Mm. I guess sure I could have stood Georgie and uh, the banter. the bounce. Mm. We didn't hear that much of Georgie, to be fair. No, enough. He was, he was, a, yeah, but he did his shitting, and then yeah. after that, there was up. no. He shut he and shut up. up. Also, Brad seemed to go on a very quick journey from he did, sort of he? like shy boy to. <laughs> and I'll tell angry. you another thing, Georgie, <laughs> while he got him by the throat, banging <laughs> his head against the side <laughs> of the tractor cab. Yeah. Yeah, all our sympathies for him. <laughs> this sort of like vulnerable, bullied boy. Well, it was by a... the end. He <laughs> was like, like, all right, oh, bloody hell, Brad, steady on. <laughs> Bit of hate bailing, that'll sort him out. Make a man of him. Thump, bash. I, um, I also thought there was a bit of a journey with with uh, with um, Brad and Oliver. So it was like, I really like him. I hate him. I hate you, Oliver. I really like you, thanks. I hate him. Well, no. oh, do I hate him or love him? What's going on? I don't know. I'm so bored of the Oliver sacked him. Oliver sacked you, so we don't like him. I'm so bored of that. Well, that's just I mean, Chelsea because she's a bit dense, isn't she? Yeah, so but but even of... yeah, yeah. But it's a, even Tracy didn't go because actually Brad was the only one that went. He didn't sack her. He made her redundant. Yeah. But then by the end of the week, he was going. Well, he sacked you, and it's sort of like. Yeah. I mean, I know it's good to have someone to blame, isn't it? In those situations. Yeah. yeah. And then moving on is Tracy now. What happened to Gemma? I know. What She's, happened to Tracy really having like a dreadful now. time? Really? Because and then, so I thought, is that true? Is she just saying it? Are we going to discover next week that it's still awful, or is that it? She's just having like great bants. So she had the... one. There was there was we had a week of episodes where it was all terrible and she hated yeah. it, and now everybody's really nice. 
Because I so thought I'd missed something. No, because it culminated in Gemma going, uh, Tracy confronting Gemma, didn't she? And she was like, well, did I do something to offend yeah. you? And then Gemma was like, oh, I'm just tired anyway, whatever. But And then, yeah, and then everything was okay. And Unless we're going to go, because uh, we can't have spent that much time with Gemma <laughs> for her not to come back, surely. Well, I think, do you think it's like the calm before the storm and Maybe. Tracy's saying, oh, we have great bants and then yeah. she's going to be called in because she's unprofessional or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I assume it's not it's not as clear cut as actually it's okay now. And also, please, could they just hire her to drive the cheese around? But also, please, on Monday and Tuesday, can I go and work in the chicken factory? Because it's going to be I know. 40 degrees here. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? What did you say? Five, four degrees? Five oh. degrees or something mm. in the chicken factory. Mm. That's like close to freezing, isn't it? Mm. But you'd have to put, you'd have to chop the wings off chickens. Yeah, I wouldn't like to do the work, but no. I could just be, I could just do, um, be at the back analysing yeah. the bants. You could w- walk up and down maybe with I'll a I'll be clipboard. at the butt end. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I'm, you know, yeah, okay. Um, so, well, okay, well, that, so yeah, I hope that hasn't, I assume that hasn't, isn't the end of it. Well, why on earth would they pay to introduce a new character for one series, one episode, and then bugger up a, a yeah. week? And also, I felt like Oliver was, a, <laughs> it, it did bother me that suddenly Brad was out of a job because Oliver had bought the tele, hired the telemarker. <laughs> I th- I think if you were going to do that, you would probably warn Eddie because you would presume that the farmer has employed people for a certain amount of time, made a schedule. Do you know what I mean? Well, the farmer hasn't. It's Eddie. He's just subcontracted it all Eddie. to Eddie. Well, the contractor, said, whatever. Yeah. The thing so, is with bailing, obviously, you have to do it really, really quickly while the weather's good. And Is it? Oh, my God. And actually, on Monday and Tuesday, there'll probably be a fire. Yes. Yeah. I wonder Probably. if they'll bring that into the arches. I bet you. I bet you they have a. Um, or maybe they won't actually. Well, no, because they, have... they didn't know it. They recorded this three months ago, so they didn't know it was going no, to be hotter reason... than the surface of the sun, no, did they? No, but you know when they just suddenly um, fly them in to do a line, like Linda had a yeah. line. Did she? It was probably about Boris mm. going or something like that. What with there all was... the upheaval in the government and that? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. That's great. Um, yeah. See you in three months. Thank you. Thank you for coming all this way. On. Thank you for your five-hour trip in. Um, here's thirty pounds. Um, here's, here's a bit extra for your coffee. Thank you for. Thank Could you we for get that. you a piece? Pick up a sandwich on your way out from the buffet. Uh, it's the woman's yeah, buffet. Like, they it? won't mind. <laughs> Bet they would. Bet they would. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Leave the yes. Scotch eggs though They're for Jane Garvey She doesn't like any <laughs> I watched Because um, I basically went from Hay baling mm. Hay making All this sort of beautiful The countryside Long live You know And then last night I went to see Jerusalem The play by Jez Butterworth uh, Was it good? It? Yeah it was good actually I saw it ten years ago Was Mark I... Rylance in it? Because his brother's yes, died yes. Hasn't he? So he Oh he, I didn't know that He didn't he didn't do it for a couple... He missed a couple of weeks because he was sort oh, of recovering. Well, I mean, you couldn't watch it if he wasn't in it. He, he, mm. he, he, he'd be, he, if it was the understudy, you'd have to go home because he is the reason for watching it. Yeah. so powerful and incredible. Yeah. No, no, it was him and Mackenzie Crook who were in it originally. And they're, right. they're both really sensational. But uh, yeah, so it's very, very powerful. But it's... A, I was sort of sitting there. I mean, it's brilliant. It's really funny. It's very cool. But... uh I was like sitting there going, this is basically the arches. So, <laughs> guys, like I get like every night for five nights a week, the sort of bants, this hilarious <laughs> script. No, no, because it, it was very, very funny, but it was, it was because it's, it's, um, it's set in Wiltshire. 
Right. It's near, where, near where I grew up, actually, Lucy. Mm. And, Highgate's miles um, from Wiltshire, but anyway. I know, I know, but I knew a lot of characters, like okay. the ones in the play. Um, but And it's about, it's basically about Bert Horobin in a right. caravan. He's yes. going to be evicted by the council, and it's about sort of people on the fringes of the yes. village yeah. and, and society and all that sort of stuff. And then apparently, and it's all linked to... You know, it's all quite political as well, in a way. And but um, but it, it but but you know, it's quite rare to see rural life on mm. the stage or on the screen. Well, not now then, because we've got our country and detectorists and all well. That apart stuff, from that, they? yeah, I don't watch detectorists actually. But yeah, I was thinking our country. But but bef- this country, but, this country. But it's like the sort of in the old days, everything was hay baling and pastoral and beautiful. But now the countryside is so different to what it was, mm. isn't it? And it's about sort of the creeping in of the establishment and the, t- you know, the town taking away mm. our sort of rights. As it, oh, it was very well, I was very stirred by the play last night. But nothing, nothing. I mean, the the countryside was ruled by the establishment for forever. It's always been feudal and hierarchical. Always, always, yeah, always. Yeah, but you always had the you always had the sort of outsiders, didn't you? Yes, didn't that's you? Like true. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and actually, yeah. obviously, they're less and less and less now. Especially yeah. as we, I think it's you know we we are as a, a that's because social society. services got hold of them. That's why. Well, ex- exactly. Mm. So yes. that was quite interesting, and I just sort of wanted to stand up at the end and go, guys, if you enjoyed this play, you should listen <laughs> to The Archers, because the script writing is excellent, there's some really good jokes in it, and it's very prescient. Can you imagine Mark times. Rylance's face if you'd done that? <laughs> Who is that woman? Get her out. <laughs> God, I, li- I definitely would have been carted away. <laughs> You'd've been uh, sectioned, yeah. I think, but anyway. <laughs> but, I, but I was sort of a bit like, Come on, guys! Come on! If you enjoy this, like yeah. you know, this is like rated as the best show in the country, you got to listen to some archers, mate. <laughs> there was a, a guy who was in the group that I went with. He said he was going to listen to the podcast. No. So if you're listening, Arthur, hi there. Thanks for hi, listening. Hi, Arthur. Let's, let's not overwhelm him like we did David. No, no, I know. I could no because I vaguely know him. I couldn't. <laughs> devastating you definitely never listen again <laughs> but if you have given us a try just can you just at least yeah. um download just it. at least download the next one so we get the ratings you don't have yeah. to listen to it yeah. yeah yeah just put can you please do us a favor and put a five-star review up thank you um can i ask a question are you yeah. still a fan of helen uh yeah <laughs> okay because uh, i'm waiting for the for the for the scales to fall from your eyes no you see i know she's a paid in the arse why does she talk like that but but this is why i love helen i've said it before and i'll say it again she is so true to her character and she has no what's the word when you sort not it's not no empathy but she can't sort of see her own insight can she yes exactly she's got no sort of self-awareness but that's why i rate her because she doesn't unlike some of the characters she never apologizes for no, that's true. her way yes you know and actually that's quite refreshing to hear that she's not trying to be nice all the time but i don't well, mind is, that bit so much as, as the weird language she used i know that's a script no writers. but there was a lot of real lang- there was a lot of that formal language because that came yeah. up with the rosie stuff as well there was a yes. lot of like if you eat your four carbohydrates a day and get yes. saturated fats, there was a bit of sort of... As um... if Clary would take any notice oh of that. God. Clary's know. been feeding her children dripping sandwiches since they were, you know, 
six months old. They were all probably weaned on shires. It's ridiculous. I thought thought the sort of, yeah, when she came out with the BBC... Yeah, you can imagine the meeting, can't you? Now we've got a childhood obesity storyline, so that's a tick because that's one of our key messages. We have to do so. Um, so we're talking to a nutritionist, and obviously we'll get input from our stakeholders. (laughs) But that's the thing, isn't it? Is Mm. the the dramatic writing, and then yes, there's about uh, a mini paragraph that's been copy and pasted. Yes, yes, absolutely. But the same with Alice. Have we had legal and compliance sign this off? Okay, good. Do we need to put a, if you've been affected by issues of childhood obesity. If you've been thing. affected by fatness, yes. you may call this number. If you've been, if you've been, if you've been call affected. Call Joe Wicks on. <laughs> if you've been affected by a younger sibling being an annoying little toss back to his older sister in order to prove some sort of superiority because of the twisted sibling rivalry that's been set up by his unemotional parents, then call 08. Uh, but how how old is Rosie? Three. Is she, so why is she going to school? She's going to preschool. Nursery, she's not going to school. Yeah, no reception. But she's going to school in September and none of her clothes did fit her. No, so basically she's three. She's not going to school. She's going to preschool, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. yeah. So that's an, A, that's not school. If you're three, you're like most kids I know are like quite fat when they're three. Yeah. Especially girls. Yes. My, I mean, like my Tibby is... Oh no, I don't want to. Well, she might listen to this in twenty years, but she was quite a unit. But then, uh, when she got to four or five and yeah. started proper school, it all the weight came off. Yeah, they shoot up and drop, and it drops off. Although it did worry me that Clary uh, William had bought the biggest sizes. So you know, like when Clary was like, this, "Here's a school uniform," or Eddie, or who, mm. who bought the Will had bought the biggest sizes ever for the yeah. uniforms yeah so you're thinking well if it if it's sort of aged five to six and it's not fitting a three-year-old yeah. that probably is a bit of a problem yeah. yeah so we don't really know how but if she was big then surely pip would have noticed yeah i think if your child is the thing is what i don't i honestly we've got to be so careful talking about this because everybody has got an opinion and everybody it, yeah. people have been touched by this in so many different ways either from things that were said to you growing up things that were said about your child yeah. but uh when i i remember tilly being at, at primary and uh one of the mothers being in tears because she'd been told her child was obese and his dad was six foot four and built like oh, a brick shit house yeah. and he just was the yeah. same build yeah. and within six months he had grown like three foot and was running for the county. But, but and you sort a, of think, yeah. just stop putting them in sodding boxes. They're well, all different. Stop labelling the, them so early. But this might be where the storyline is going mm. because Ben's gone on the NHS stats, yeah. which you can't... But if you know that your child is, has enough exercise and is eating reasonably yeah. healthy, yeah. you there isn't a problem because yeah. you can't force the shape of your child... No. To numbers that m- might be completely yeah. irrelevant, especially when you're three. They completely. So I think they never ask questions about the parents. They, 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 you know, the parents build or the parents well, stature I or whatever. I wondered and... as well if the, actually this is going to become a different storyline. If it's not that she's, if it's not, a, if it's not, because if it was a storyline about obesity, I'm sure they would have picked a kid that was a bit older. 
I wonder if it's, you know, does she have diabetes or something? Because oh. Natasha's got diabetes. Mm. I just wondered if it was something else. Only one person average odd... is allowed to have a condition at any one time. <laughs> Sorry. So, yes, you know, exactly. if you've got arthritis in Ambridge, you've like taken the bullet for the, all the OAPs because no one else will have it because you've got it. <laughs> like there was one COVID case, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, one was epileptic, <laughs> one COVID case, one tick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but there, I so I thought, is this is it a storyline about obesity? In which case, it's strange to choose a three-year-old for that. Yes. Although, blimey, I thought two fillings at the age of whatever. Um, yeah. Clary's grandchild. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, I want to Kira. Kira. Yeah. No, it wasn't Kira. No, it wasn't Kira. It Mia. Was, it was Mia because she was taking her to... Um... Oh, actually, but hang on. Mia, pro- Mia what I was thinking, Not me. Mia it was would have little, been young. It was the little Yeah, the younger one. one. It was yeah. the younger one. What's her I name? Syra. Oh, um sake. Uh, Bathsheba. Um, yeah, her. Uh, banana. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, banana. her. Telly Handler. Telly Handler. She was so little. Mm. Uh, that's, yeah. I, I think I'd be more worried about that, to be honest, because yeah. you can't get your teeth back. No. At that age. No. I mean, you could, I guess, if you're a bit older and went to America and yes. had a lot of money. But Came back with blinding white Kardashian teeth. <laughs> we <laughs> stand out a bit get, in Ambridge. One day I'm going to get that. Oh, my God. I'm just going to dazzle. When we next meet for lunch, I'm just going to dazzle you. <laughs> my well, my and, friend did that. Did I tell you? No, no. She'd, she'd clearly just had them done and she hadn't told anybody. And we sat down for dinner and she said, how are you? And gave me this huge Ooh. smile and I sort of went, ah! And, and had to pretend that I'd, I'd um, sort of caught my hand somewhere, caught my finger on something. Oh my God. I but then she was eating salad and she got a huge piece of spinach like over one of the front, uh, front canine teeth. And so she had this... W- dazzling white teeth with this emerald green in oh. I could not take my eye I oh, talked to no. her mouth the entire time oh. I've never been more keen to get but out that's of the trouble there. isn't it it's like oh. if anyone has some work done it's yeah like if, you know if a friend has lips or yeah boobs it's impossible to take yeah. your eyes off it because it's yeah. so fascinating yes and you yeah. don't know whether you're supposed to say oh I see you've you've had you know you can't say that looks better because then it implies that there was something wrong the first time. You can say, do you feel happy that you've completely butchered yourself? Uh, which also isn't very nice. Or You could say, what a dazzling smile. And what? when I say dazzling, I literally mean dazzling. <laughs> just wait a minute. I think you've just accidentally performed corrective <laughs> eye surgery on me. Yes. Oh. <sighs> terribly awkward when your friend has work. Yes, terribly awkward. Uh, that's what Should we do a book on mod- modern day etiquette. No, they have because they had uh, Lillian. Oh yeah, Lillian she... t- uh, tried to do something, didn't she? And then Tony played a hilarious joke and uh, packaged up a load of crappy like cold cream or something and salt and pretended it was um like oh, was charging her like right. 85 pounds a pot for it or something and all that um and there was something about um yeah uh jolene had something done didn't she did she have some work done well she was wanting to maybe get her boobs done again and then it <laughs> and then it all uh then it all it turned into a big Bum thing lift. about um old women feeling happy with themselves oh, oh yeah oh, of course so it did so <laughs> um talking of uh, Lillian and Justin mm. I thought wouldn't it have been funny if Shula had said this Justin said it I'll play it to you it just made me laugh but I don't know if it was just me I find these days if I don't fit a ride in first thing I don't fit one in at all <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain Justin <laughs> 
especially when it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> I like to go and loosen things up on the ride. <laughs> I thought, imagine if Shula had said that. <laughs> the hilarity of it. Yeah, if I don't have a ride, I just not fit one in at all. Oh. Especially Alistair. Oh. Denise, you're in for a treat. Brace yourself. Brace yourself, just, Denise. Just, I, just, I had to re-listen to that. It just made me laugh. Anyway. <laughs> That's it from my... Um, that's it from my prep your observations thank you very much all I observed this week was that line (laughs) hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> I am... Um, this, this, this equine therapy malarkey. Oh. Is it the horses having therapy? Is it the people... In therapy, no. having the horses. What is it? I don't understand it. I, I, it's um, it's very, very well uh, established and uh, what's the word? Sort of known about, isn't it? Which is why it was annoying that basically Justin was like, "Oh no, not profitable," and then Alice was like, "Actually, just it." You're like Justin is a businessman. He's not. It's quite annoying that, wasn't it? Yeah. Was well, it, if there's a money making opportunity somewhere, you'd expect Justin to be all over it like a exactly. rat. Exactly. But what is it, though? Oh, no, so it's basically when when people... It's a therapy, isn't it? Because it's very calming. Oh, it is therapy for them. I thought the horses went and talked about their mothers and how they'd been bullied when they were (laughs) foals. When I was a foal, (laughs) my mother was taken away from me at a very young age and I was put out into a field. Uh, Since then, I've had huge (laughs) trust issues. I just feel used. Every so often, some massive um, great heffalump gets on my, my back. My and... grandmother was Black Beauty <laughs> and um, had a very traumatic life, but was ultimately loved. Uh, uh, um, it's it's basically leading horses around, isn't it? Oh. Them. But, it, but it does have incredible effects on people. Mm. I've seen it. On, well, I've only seen it on Queer Eye, actually. But <laughs> Do you know what I did yesterday? <gasps> Went on a horsey? No, a, a horsey. I went, it's called cow cuddling. Stop it. Uh, no. It's called um, uh, Mr. Newby, lived, who is also Jeff, who is also oh, fabulous for me. Also Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I am at his house at the moment. And, in the Netherlands. In the Netherlands. And yes. we went, it's called Kuchenflu, I think. Kuchenflu, yeah. Something like that. And... Um, this 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 young woman has uh, lots of sort of rescue cows that are too crap to 
they don't produce enough milk and they don't want to yeah whatever them display them or i mean show them or or milk that they don't produce enough milk or whatever and um she just keeps them in a field and you can pay and you go and um just have a lovely time with these cows and uh it and was so no, no they're just because they're so used to being petted they were just so relaxing and they just oh. lean up against you heavily and if you stop stroke if they if you find a place that they like being stroked and you stop they sort of nudge you with the, their heads like come on come on come on get oh, on with it that's so cute it was, and i thought oh what a load of because you know i was brought up in the actual country harriet and um <clears throat> so <laughs> we you were brought up in the North Country. The I was North, yes, in the, in the North. Sorry, I'm actually just... Sorry, because I was just playing um, a Queer Eye trailer. I was trying to find the episode, which is basically like your experience yesterday. Uh, but I thought, what a load of hooey. Because it was one of my favourite ones. Okay. Uh, oh, this one, actually. If you go to... Um, if you go to... Do you like Queer Eye? I've seen one episode, I think. Okay, so if you go to the latest, it's uh, season, what's this season? Six, I think. Okay. Uh, if you go to the one called Snow White of Central Texas. Okay. It's so lovely, Lucy. She does she does equine therapy, but she has rescue animals, a bit like your um, uh, friend in the Netherlands has rescue animals and people, but like it's kids basically who have problems oh. that come and pet them and, yeah. uh, you know, stroke them. And then um, honestly... I, I, you know me, I'm not like I'm not all over animals all the time, but I, I this is very difficult to watch without absolutely weeping your heart out and Aww. loving animals all the more. I oh, please watch it because it's a good I will. one. So Snow White of Central Texas, okay. and it's uh, I think it's the latest series of Net- of uh, Queer Eye on Netflix. Well, um, I thought but- I was a convert because I thought what a load of hooey. This is just a farmer trying to milk money out of townies. But after an hour with these cows. They're did just. You, did you feel very relaxed then? Yeah, incredibly, because they're so slow moving. They even blink yeah. slowly. Yeah. They amble around. They lean up against you, and oh, that's nice. They were just very, Breathe very, very you. soothing. And after an hour on a blooming Dutch motorway, that's what you need because Dutch driving is alarming to say the least. But anyway, yes, it's very, so it's very, very nice. Moving, so I, Lucy, to hear that. Actually. I could recommend. Um, when I was at drama school, that How was my, um, that was my, not my spirit animal, but we had to like basically choose an animal for animal studies and then be the animal for the rest of the term. And, <laughs> and I chose a cow mm. because, and actually I really, and obviously, I mean, it's, you literally have to be a cow basically every day for, for six weeks, which is a bit boring, isn't it? But, um, but I, um, and not a bitchy cow, cow, you mm. have to be the cow, but I actually really fell in love with cows. Because you have to go and do a lot of research and watch them. And they're very Mm. beautiful animals, aren't Mm. they? Yes. Yes. She also does that goat yoga thing that Kate was going on about. Kate Aldridge was talking about. Oh, right. That's funny. Where the baby, the the, the kids leap around and stand on your head while you're trying to do a salute to the sun or something. When I did my audition for drama school. It's very nice. Back to me again. When I did my audition for drama school, Lucy, Mm. um, we had to do a bit of animal studies and... um, like, but you, you know, you, you, you haven't done drama school before, so you go and you do all your speeches, and then there was an impro bit, and we all had to be um, pandas, and we oh. had to move around the room as pandas, and I was thinking, this is a load of shit. Mm. Anyway, and I was sort of just like standing there doing a bear impression, and then the teacher was like, "Come along, Harriet, let me see you scamper." Oh, and, and 
I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> This isn't, this isn't, this isn't acting. But anyway, actually, it's very useful to learn to be an animal. My stomach has just turned in inside out when you use the word scamper, then. Yes, my it, stomach I know, me too, went, Lucy. And when you're feeling a bit sceptical and someone yes. tells you to scamper. Yes. It's very, yes. very um, alarm. But anyway, they, they let me in. So I obviously <laughs> scampered well. Good scampering. Good scampering, It was better Harriet. than my um, audition for Bristol Old Vic when my song choice, because I, I don't think I'd ever seen Cabaret, but I knew the music because I had some music at home. Mm. And I, for my song choice, I sang, The sun on the meadow is da-da-da-da, which is the Nazi yes. song. Okay, well done. Well, and you... it was just mm. met by awkward silence and a, <laughs> not even a thank you. I think it was just goodbye. <laughs> Please leave the, the room. the door shutting on me. If you wouldn't mind just goose-stepping out, Harriet. <laughs> God, Harriet. I know. I didn't find out until I watched Cabaret, which was about five years later. And I was like, oh, that's why. I mean, obviously I was shit anyway. I wouldn't be allowed in. But then the icing of the cake was I was a Nazi. You went in and sang, yeah. (laughs) Springtime for Hitler all over. (laughs) After after doing a monologue Uh, on Anne Frank. No! No, no, no. Oh, God, I thought you really had then. <laughs> anyway. Um, sorry. But anyway, no, what is lovely about your cow therapy? Yes. So suggest that to Shula. I will. But no, equine therapy is, I also have a, a relative who, who is a, an equine therapist in near Malvern. And, and, and um, again, does it with kids, you know, kids mm. with problems. And I think it's really, a really, a really mm. beautiful thing. Hmm. So, Justin, screw you. <laughs> oh, no, no, he's come round to it now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Alice yeah, is a good translator in between Shula's... We... It's not about the money, it's about, it's about doing goody, 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 good, 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 and, and Justin going, money! And, uh, I did Alice quite like it when like, he said, this isn't a humanitarian mission house. <laughs> it's a business. But it's just... But then he's turned around by Alice. You know, yeah, yeah. Why don't you just... Yeah. Oh, anyway, anyway. Yes. Um, um, should we do some emails? Yes, yes. Uh, Rob Williams says, not that one. Dear yes. lovely ladies, thank you for reminding me of a time when I felt incredibly old. When Harriet says to Lucy, is that the archers or real life? I forgot what even that was about. <laughs> I'm taken back to the mid-90s when a mere strip of a clerical officer asked me if there were aliens in that new space film or was it real? And she was talking about Apollo 13. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very, very ancient. Yes, yeah, sorry, Rob. We do, we, do, it, we do harp on about age in this podcast. We are aware. Um, uh, Barbara Wiseman says... Uh, listen to a wonderful podcast. Febreze is always great, but this week had really had me laughing out loud. Long may he continue. He will, Barbara. We can't stop him. He's the man is unstoppable. Um, and she also said that supermarkets need butchers too. Oh. What's the matter? Have I gone? Oh, you're cutting out a bit. Oh. Ooh, uh, sorry. Can you hear oh. me now? Yeah, but... You're, you're cutting out. All the time. Speak, say a, a sentence. Am I cutting no, out back. all no, the time? Back. Okay. Uh, so, Bob yeah, Wiseman said that supermarkets also need butchers because we were saying that Tracy needed to retrain as butcher. I know, guys. Okay, I had a bit of feedback about this. Okay, and all I want to say is, I know 
that we need butchers. I'm just saying the ginger pig is quite expensive. That's all. <laughs> That's all I was saying. I'm not saying I'm anti-butcher. <laughs> I understand that meat you get when it's sold has been butchered. A bit, a bit of stick. Did a bit you? Of stick. About butchery. Well, <laughs> nobody could have seen that coming, Harriet. <laughs> so I, I know that meat needs to be butchered. It doesn't just arrive in the packet. Although I did <laughs> obviously believe male cows had udders until I was 14. <laughs> I knew that a packet of mince has been butchered by a personal a machine. Yes, there's poor little minces running around the field and they have to be <laughs> slaughtered by somebody, don't they? It's very, very harsh. Um, the cross man that emailed us last... Well, actually, he messaged Mr. Newby and said... Oh, yeah, about, about the arches. And, and said that everybody was too young and he hated it and could we all please go away. Oh, well, you'd have absolutely hated this week, he did. Yes, I'll bet Two he did. Two more young people. Uh, Beth and Olivia um, d- uh, has done some research for us oh, to, to oh, make God a point. Thank God for that. somebody's on the ball. Yes, we have grown-ups. And they said 25 and below... There's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's eleven characters of twenty-five and below. Twenty-six to fifty, there's double that. <gasps> and by far the biggest contingent is fifty-one plus. Oh my god. It's a reflection of our society. Yes. So wow. Mr. Grumpy Man, <laughs> to you, you're wrong. And I wonder ha, what ha, he ha. thought. Actually, if you are listening, um, um, I mean, g- grumpy, yes, but probably very nice, Lucy. Um, if you are listening and would like to continue listening, uh, <laughs> um, I wonder what he thought of this week then with the extra new characters. Because I thought they were very good char- new characters. Yes. At least they actually didn't <clears throat> sound like all the other characters. Well, some people just want Dan and Doris all the time, don't they? They they actually miss the days when it was all, have you had a hard day? Yeah, but I Dan and Doris I've... probably used to be under 40. No, they were born 82. Oh, were they? Okay, fair enough. Um, Joe Annis uh, emailed and said, love the podcast. Um, Could Pat's sniffy reaction to hearing about (laughs) Natasha's mum coming to stay be not only normal jealousy that she won't be the only granny on the block, but also a memory of the bloody awful Ursula? Rob's dreadful parents were her last experience of in-laws and look how that worked out. (gasps) That is very... Uh, Robart, um, that is very, very uh, astute, Joe. Yeah, and I think you may well be right. Um, she's <laughs> not. She's I'm not it. a good sharer. I have to say, Pat. She's not good at sharing no. the limelight or anything else. Um, so I can't imagine she'd be overjoyed, even if it wasn't for Ursula. But yes, that is a very, a very, very clever point. Ursula was brilliant, wasn't she? Yeah. She was fab. Maybe they'll yeah. bring her back in a different voice as Oof. Natasha's mother. <laughs> oh, then we'll find yes. out that Natasha was actually Rob's sister. Can you imagine? Did I never tell I you had I'm a, a child called yeah, a titchener? <laughs> Are you now? I'm a secret titchener. A titchy titchener. Um, this is Steve Barry, who says, "Scrubs, Lucy, you mentioned your preference for people wearing them." And as someone who wears them all the time, they are a very practical wear on many levels. Sexy, I would suggest you have been watching too much Grey's Anatomy or Casualty, (laughs) where everyone gets their own scrubs made for them by a team of wardrobe wizards. In real life, they tend not to fit anyone. I am six foot four and the legs of the trousers barely keep my knees warm on a bad day. And you go to the changing room and hope you manage to get one without a questionable stain on the front. (laughs) Secondly, Susan's new project. My guest 
guess is they're going to put her in charge of the water buffalo. While on that topic, Harriet, water buffalo going back to America. I think you may be getting confused with bison. Not the same thing. I have another question regarding this production. As someone who finds mozzarella bland on a good day, why would you bother? Maybe Helen's mozzarella is better than anyone else's. Well, Lastly, though this moment nice. may have passed, but why would anyone want to know the scorer of a cricket team? The star bowler, maybe, but the scorer. Mm, don't know. Keep it up, all of you. Regards, Steve. Um, I like That's mozzarella. Not... Yeah, well, I like... I find mozzarella bland, mm. but bufola mozzarella which mm. i guess is made from buffaloes is delicious not well maybe buffaloes milk not real buffaloes whatevs um yes it is see it's, don't it's... need a bit don't need a butcher for that it just, just need a milker <laughs> um it is delicious and especially when you put lots of olive oil and black pepper oh, yes. on it <laughs> and a bit of basil yes uh, maybe a bit of balsamic actually lucy just a tad i can't eat basil ever since covid oh. has messed up my smell <gasps> All herbs taste of B.O. to me. Oh, my God. It's hideous, honestly. It's oh awful. God, oh, Lucy. You know what that's got a name for it? Because uh, my friend has it. It's um, since COVID, if, you're, if your taste is messed up and everything Oh, it's tastes... synosmia or something? So, no, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, panosnia or something, isn't it? <laughs> Parosnia. But yes. He keeps telling me and then getting annoyed because I keep forgetting the word. It's oh. so annoying. Parosmia, parosmia. Yes. Because I because I love smells, love to smells. Oh, I was obsessed see. with perfume. I look, I would cook certain things just because of the smell of that they that they gave off when they were cooking. I I loved different people's smells and everything, and that's all gone now. It's all messed up. And even like basil, tastes, yeah, smells like bo. Oh, yeah, mate. There was a couple of uh, when was it? early last month when for an entire week everything absolutely everything around me including me smelled of simmering leeks oh, onion onion yeah you sure you just didn't smell of no I, I honestly i'm my poor sister i kept saying to her will you smell, smell me? me and she was going i have smelled you oh my God. i am your sister i would tell you if you start i said everything smells of leeks I oh smell of God. leeks. Everything's smells. She said, there is no smell of leeks. Oh I'm forever God. saying, can someone come in here and smell this? Because oh, I can't Lucy, tell. That's a nightmare. What's... My own it's perfume actually... that I love, I can't wear anymore because it smells of rancid butter now. You, you need to go for some smell training. Oh, I know. People keep, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but it's sort of my fear because actually I, ever since I had COVID, I can smell again. Uh, but I definitely can't smell or taste as sensitively mm. as I did before. Mm. And now my fear is... What if you get to a point where you can't smell yourself and mm. you stink? Mm. Like when you're an old person. Mm. But no one tells you because they're being polite. Well, it's a blessing then, isn't it? Because you, you can't smell you it. You just don't get care. Yeah, you've earned okay. it by then. You think, well, get on with it. But then just you're like, with it. why is everybody talking to me from five metres away? Come closer, dear. I can't <laughs> hear you. What do you mean, no? no your rancid breath. I'm yeah. not coming any nearer. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> Oliver, I reckon Oliver and Chelsea will end up. Ah, um, stop it! No, no, oh. I wasn't. Oh. Oh my God, um, not in the Me Too movement. <laughs> no, being close friends. Yes, Oliver will take Brad and Chelsea under his wing. Yes, they'll all be like he'll be a grandfather. I really don't like George both. manipulating Oliver for his money, though. Especially because Oliver's so no, but George will get everything. No, no, but I'm sure George will get his comeuppance. I also, wish they don't. I wish Sorry. we had a bit of Emma at the minute. Where's she gone? I don't know. Do you think know. she's filming something? Mm. 
I reckon she's filming something because mm. she's very, very, um, uh, what's the word? Sought uh, after. Sought, sought after. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, and if they need anyone to come in and, oh, that was never mind. <laughs> um, I will work really hard on the accent if um, Emerald is um, unavailable <laughs> for the next two years. I'll come in and try. Yes. Um, uh, Richard Keeling says, is it just me or does George sound exactly the same as Will? For the first part oh. of every scene he's in, I'm all disorientated and confused and that's without a glass of wine. Is this the Archer's <laughs> way of saving money, having existing cast members play new ones? <laughs> if so, can Joy please voice Martha? <laughs> Loving your work as always, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Um, uh, well, it's a, it's a wonderful change, Richard, that we have members of the same family who actually sound like they have a nodding acquaintance with each other in terms of origin. I didn't notice that, actually, but that's a good thing. No, he does. He sounds very much like Will. Oh, great. Young Will. Yeah. Maybe it's his real son. Uh, I don't think he's got... Anyway, I don't know. Um, right, now... This is wow. Virginia O'Rourke is talking about the um, the rosy child obesity thing. Oh yeah, right yeah. here we go. This is a serious one, chap. Serious okay. faces on. No, that's good because this is some perspective. Yes. Okay. She says, "Dear terrific trio and listeners around the globe, the rosy Pip and Ben plot was more unpalatable than Helen's sweaty cheese. <laughs> if Ben genuinely cared about his niece's weight, actions he could take include being a positive role model." on honouring his hunger signals, choosing a wide variety of snacks, emphasising physical activities they both enjoy, like swimming, biking, dancing, or simply just taking her to the park and playing with her. And yet the scriptwriters chose instead to have a, gr a grown man comment on the body of a child. Having a character who hasn't completed their nursing degree exactly. Are you cooking, Harriet? What are you doing while we're talking about childhood oh abuse? I'm drinking, drinking water. Okay. Drinking uh, my healthy, healthy drink. Having a character who hasn't completed their nursing degree comment on the body of a child was a bold choice. As someone who has actually completed several medical degrees, this is what we want, you see. Oh, the yes, only people who should this discuss a child's the physical... caliber we like. Yes. The yeah. only people who should discuss a child's physical development are the direct caregivers with the child's doctor. If a person can't completely fix what you're about to comment on in under five minutes, the best bet is to say nothing because you are not being helpful. Quite right. While many people feel there's no harm in speaking up, there is a significant amount of recent research that has changed the traditional views on not only the causes, but the management of weight and obesity. Outdated views cause more harm than good. The idea that Rosie must be fixed before it's too late falls precisely in the old narrative we've all heard. The narrative says that weight gain causes problems, so when we have an increase in weight, we will have an increase in health problems. In other words, weight causes health problems. The reality is we don't actually know this because we only have correlational data, not causal data for health problems and weight. Correlational data also tells us things such as the number of people who drowned falling into a pool increases when Nicolas Cage has appeared in films. Or that as per capita cheese consumption increases, so do the numbers of people who died by becoming tangled in their bedsheets. In both of these examples, the correlation says things move in relation to each other, but it doesn't mean that Nicolas Cage causes pool drownings or that eating cheese means you need to sleep without sheets. It means there is more to learn and understand. What we do know is that weight is in relationship with health. Weight gain does not cause joint problems, diabetes or cancer by itself. We do know that it means the human will be marginalised and face medical stigma and weight cycling, both of which are directly related to adverse health. We also don't have a treatment that keeps weight off effectively long term without harm to people. And that includes bariatric surgery. While Ben yeah. did raise the topic with Pip, he demonstrated the simplistic judgmental attitude referred to as medical fat phobia. 
This type of uncritical thinking creates a feedback loop where people who need care are dismissed when they seek it or worse are given unrelated weight loss advice when presenting with ear infections, fractures or domestic violence. This further harms people and reduces their engagement in not only healthcare but the activities that will improve their quality of life. And it's important to acknowledge that after hearing the narrative all our lives we want to believe it and find it hard to accept alternate nuanced understandings of fatness, obesity and weight management. We endorse fat phobia as the last acceptable prejudice because judging others is easy. If you want to learn more, check out the Maintenance Phase podcast available at the same place you found this podcast. The scriptwriters can do better. Gin. Blimey. That's brilliant. I like that. I might print that out and bloody frame it. It's what Clary was saying, but then they just put some conversation around it as well. Yes. Uh, Yes. Well, that's really interesting. Yes. But... I mean, it's difficult to know, isn't it, in this circumstance? Because, you know, he's only three. Yeah. So you probably wouldn't say anything anyway, would you? Because a three-year-old yes, doesn't really matter what it they is like. nobody's bloody business. And but you see, but, but, I it, think... but people wouldn't... People, it's amazing. People don't, people don't say to you, oh, you, uh, you, I, reckon, um, I reckon you're short-sighted, you know. I reckon you need to go and get... Um, a 4.5% increase in your right lens and a 2%. Everybody is a bloody expert on weight loss. Everybody. Drives yeah, me mad. I think you'd, I think you'd, if it was me and I was worried about, well, I, I just wouldn't be because mm. you sort of know that kids yeah. even out, don't you? But I guess if it was, if it was my nine year old niece or something and I thought that, well, I think they'd have been picked up on it at school. That's the mm. thing. It's not really, I think if there was a problem, you know, like, that she was obese, then the school would have mm. had a word with the parents. Mm. So I suppose, yeah, in, from that respect, it's basically, unless you're an expert, it's not really yes. any of your business. Yes. So if you're not an expert, shut up. Um, <laughs> which, which, yeah, Clary. Which, yeah. Oh, I think you're fine. Which does kind of negate a, this entire podcast just thinking give about her five it anyway. packets of sweets a, uh, a day, <laughs> not, not seven. six. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean right. that's it. I can't, and I keep banging on about it. That's more my worry when it comes to sweeties, because um, it's teeth. Because you know, yeah. our dentist is like, you know, my I, well, I mean, my kids eat sweets all the time, but he's always like, oh, just one chocolate treat a week, guys. Yeah, and a oh, week. No. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's not living in the real world. No, when you've got lots of kids, I can't get them to do anything if I don't. Exactly. Give them. What am I supposed to bribe them with every hour of the day? Get but into I'm, the pushchair. Get but, out of the pushchair. Leave the pushchair alone. But dental health doesn't. I mean, I suppose it's not as expensive to the uh, to the country, is it? But no. as sort of obesity. But I I, I worry about that because you've only got one teeth, and we're all getting older, and the teeth only last about fifty years, don't they? Mm. Yes. The teeth haven't evolved. I'm planning on doing what everybody did in my, my grandparents' generation, just have them all taken out and just have lovely yes. pink and white, smooth, yes. shiny ones. <laughs> Again, lovely. I didn't realise, because I didn't clock until my granny died, that she didn't. those weren't her real teeth. Ah. And they were in very, very good um, form, the <laughs> Yes, teeth. but they, they would be, yes. Yes, and then it like, ew, I freaked me out, because she ha- had to take them out every mm. night, didn't she? Yeah. Gross. Um, uh, anyway. This is Steve Parrott. My attempt yep. to rival Lucy's monologue. Bullying, obesity and sibling rivalry served up by caricature characters. I'll work on humour for next week. Hugs and kisses, Steve. Oh dear, it's not the happy man. Steve's normally quite jolly, so it must have really pissed him off. Blimey. Cool. 
interesting. I think it's interesting that they that they're doing this storyline because it does it does fuel strong debate, doesn't it? Yes. And and at the moment there is so much more research going into um body shape, isn't yeah. there? It's you know, it's not one size fits all, is it? Yeah. And they, now they know it's linked to your history and your genes and your There's a lot of um it's interesting because there's a lot of new research about gut and all that yes. sort of stuff. Yes. So, yeah. So, in about three years' time, when the BBC press office has caught on to the newest research, we'll have, oh, I've just realised Rosie isn't eating enough probiotics. <gasps> you didn't think, you don't think they'd go, well, it would have to be a very lot, because I would have thought them a more, but it would be an awful storyline if it was a sort of, you know, nine-year-old and mm. then, no, I don't even think about no. what terrible horrible, things could horrible, occur. Horrible. Um, right, and now let's go over to Radio Borsetshire. Jeff Febreze has one of his favourite interviewees in the studio. Radio Borsetshire. Colin, Colin. I have dilemming. Declan wants me to go on holiday to Greek island. Uh, Costco, I think, is called. But we are not very compatible on holiday. He sleep until 3pm and by then I have done shopping and washing and said hello to all donkeys and scary grandmas in black and then I am ready for nap and he say, no, now we have to go to a bar. Would it be bad to stay at home and go to National Trusts with Graham and laugh at the paintings of the aristocrats what look like bread in a dress? No? Which no? No Declan or no Graham? Oh, oh, I see. Hello, hello, this is Febreze looking like I have just stepped out of the salon because I have. Today with me in the studio I have Lady Elizabeth Laura Loxley who is going to tell us about being an entrepreneur. I am not entrepreneur, I am couture and beauty expert and I just took over my business from when it was Mrs. Heather Thurtle's House of Air. But Lady Elizabeth has many skill sets in her handbag, don't you? Yeah, Febreze, I do. I think it's important to keep up to date, do your research and thoroughly investigate any new opportunities that may come your way. So, how many different ads do you wear on your head, Lady Elizabeth? Oh, call me Lizzie. Informality with boundaries is key to a successful working relationship. I learnt that on my HR course. It was called Making the Little People Feel Important. Ah, do you have many staff then? Yes, I have Titcom. Pardon? Titcom. I see. But your staff? Edgar Titcom. He's my gardener. Then there's Mrs Pugsley. I don't really know what she does. I mostly pay her for the name as it sounds so Downton, don't you think? And also there is Lewis, who was my art curator, but he's now just vanished. Thinking about it, I haven't seen him for 18 months. We put posters up asking people to check their sheds, but no sign. And then there's the usual collection of students and riffraff who work in the orangery, you know? Ah, yes, you have so many different businesses inside of Lower Loxley. There is the walking in the treetops, for instance. I mean, that is famous. It is in a song. It is? Yes. We're walking in the trees. Oh, I had no idea that was about my treetop walk. How flattering. I thought it was about Alid Jones. 
And obviously I've got the pigs, I think. I mean, they're all hiding in the forest, so I don't see them. Rex comes and feeds them or kills them or something every now and again. Really, life as an entrepreneur is all about knowing your limits. I hire people who know about pigs and taxis and shire horses and trees. And oranges. What? For the orangey. Yes, and that. And then I leave them to utilise their skill sets while I get on with doing what I'm good at, which is wearing sunglasses and interfering in the love lives of teenagers. And also, you are a woman, and there are not so many women entrepreneurs as men. Oh, there are quite a few locally. I mean, there's Pat Archer, who single-handedly thought up the idea of getting rid of all the loos at Bridge Farm and making everyone poo in the reeds. And Pip Archer, who says cows produce more milk if they have chaise longes. And, of course, Eileen Musk. Uh, Elon Musk, isn't it? He is a man. No, Eileen Musk. She lives in Darrington. She's come up with a new way of running. I feel like we are getting on very well, Lady Elizabeth. So maybe one day I could come to your house, perhaps. I would love to see the inside. I imagine it like a cross between Palace of Versailles and Gianni Versace bathroom. Yes, of course, Febreze. We're open to the public every Sunday afternoon. If you bring people, you could get a group discount. Oh, oh yes, I see. Thank you. That would be very nice. Well, thank you very much, Elizabeth Lower Luxley, for your tips on being an entrepreneur. So remember, if you have many brilliant ideas, then why not consider becoming an entrepreneur? Or if you cannot be bothered, then marry a very rich man with a stately home and push him off the roof. Goodbye. Radio Borsetshire. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Obviously, I was, um, I was, uh, I was. You appeared to be panting. That's what you were doing. <laughs> I know. I was. I was doing a chuckle. Oh. <laughs> Um, okay, thank you, Febreze. If you'd like to visit patreon.com and look up Ambridge on the Couch, you can support us at any subscription level. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and review. And if you'd like to um, vote for us, you have until... <gasps> Lucy! Oh, what? Shoot, I can't even say it because the voting's... By the time this goes out, voting will have finished. Oh. The British Podcast Awards. I don't think I voted. I... I actually met a guy the other night that we met at the... Um, you oh, Come on, mate. Vote. You, you've you got a day to vote. Oh, have I? Oh, OK. It finishes on Saturday. OK. I met... Um, I was out the other night and I met, and I uh, there was a guy that we met at the Arias. Oh, yeah. He From a really nice um, uh, guy from Fun Kids Radio and my sort of radio station. And he was like, yeah, so see you at the British Podcast Awards. <laughs> and I was like, um... <laughs> Um, <laughs> Lucy and I are actually busy this. Uh, this yes, this, this, for this whenever one. it is. When for is whenever it? Oh no, we're definitely uh, uh, next next Saturday. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. Sorry, we've got we're, we've got we're a, thing, a different got podcast a awards. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But so <laughs> uh, I assume if you win the listeners' choice, they must text you. I, th- I think they probably say you might want to show up for this, guys. <laughs> and we haven't had and we had a message saying sort of don't bother yet. coming. Book in whatever you like for next Saturday because you ain't going nowhere. That's what they said. But look, Lucy, if you haven't voted, I know. Please I'm vote. Sorry, I will Thank vote. You. I will vote. Good, and get Jeff to vote. Yes, I get will. Get Febreze to vote. Yes, and uh, Mr. Newby. Yeah. Um. 
Thank you. Anyway, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at at on Ambridge. Febreze is at Fabulous Febreze. Um, if you're on the Insta, you can uh, follow me at Shambridge, Shambridges. And uh, I put Ambridge on the Couch stuff up there. Or you can email us at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. And if you want to follow, then, I mean, Febreze as Jeff, um, then he is at Tonka Thomas. And now uh, we're going to Matt Rodriguez Payne. Woo! And bearing in, yes, this is this is uh, a, bearing in mind the surrealist nature of, of this week's uh, episode with cheese <laughs> melting all over people's doorsteps. Uh, we have the Monty Python version of... Uh, uh, of the Ambridge theme uh, which Harriet is in a rush so I will play it at the end okay is that okay so Harriet can go no but I want to listen to it <coughs> well you can you can listen but normally I play it twice so I'll listen, listen twice. and then I'll bugger off if that's okay yes because I do okay. really I love listening to Matt's I know, um, I know. beautiful can... tunes yes and uh, thank you for listening and have a lovely week bye bye <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.